to another episode of PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Sobolewski, and today I thought I'd talk about hematemesis in the newborn. Yes, I'm going to talk about babies barfing blood. Sorry for the alliteration there. This is something that you will definitely see when you work in the pediatric emergency department or in your clinic, and it scares the heck out of parents. And certainly it's an alarming condition. I mean, you've got a cute happy, chubby newborn who all of a sudden throws up and there's blood in it, it's going to freak a parent out. This podcast will focus only on hematemesis in the newborn. I've previously posted on upper GI bleeds on PEMblog.com. So really, this applies to infants less than four weeks old. And obviously, the initial questions that you are asking should focus on the quantity and character of the vomiting. Was it spontaneous? Did it happen after feeds? Was it only once? Is it happening more frequently? Are you seeing streaks of bright red versus coffee ground emesis? You want to know if the infant is breast or bottle feeding, what they're taking, how much, have there been any formula changes? Ask about if there's a history of familial milk protein intolerance or allergy. Was the baby born at home? Did they actually get vitamin K? If not, they're at risk for hemorrhagic disease of the newborn. So hematemesis, you know, aka the vomiting of blood, can again range from fresh and bright red to old and dark. That old and dark blood, coffee ground emesis, is due to the effect of gastric acidity on the blood. If the baby looks ill, your initial focus is going to be on the ABCs, IV access, and resuscitation. The priority is to get the IV, but if you can, get a CBC and a type and screen as your priority labs. Additionally, you'll want to consider things like glucose and electrolytes, as well as coagulation labs. In the sickest babies, placement of an NG tube to decompress the stomach can be helpful. If the baby looks well, move on to your H&P. By and large, especially in the well-appearing newborn, hematemesis is likely from swallowed maternal blood. In the first few days of life, this could be from delivery, Later on, it's seen in the breastfeeding infant. It's very important to examine the mother's nipples for cracked or bleeding skin. So the best way to look for active nipple bleeding is to let the baby feed for a few minutes, then pull them away. If you see blood on the nipple, then reassurance is all that's needed. Now, you could have the lab perform the APT test, APT, if available. This involves mixing the bloody sample with sodium hydroxide. Fetal hemoglobin won't denature and will remain pink. Adult hemoglobin will become brown. Of course, if the infant hasn't vomited that much, you're not gonna have a large enough sample. And in practice, I haven't used this. A careful history is enough, plus examination of the mom's nipples, to figure out whether or not it's coming from mom. So gastroesophageal reflux, which is something that basically every baby has to some degree, can result in hematemesis, but it's rare and generally seen only in babies that have more significant disease and or vomit forcefully. You know, this can lead to just gastritis or even Mallory Weiss tears, which can occur in babies as well. So another condition that can present with hematemesis is pyloric stenosis. You know, babies that vomit blood, though, are generally pretty ill-appearing by the time they hit the ED. Babies in shock and sepsis can develop stress ulcers and ischemic breakdown of the stomach. This is due to poor perfusion of the gut. And though it's something you most often see in the NICU, newborn babies of any age can actually get neck, uh, necrotizing enterocolitis 
as well. They would present with peritonitis and an acute abdomen. In those situations, again, you're going to want to get early IV access, resuscitate, and get abdominal x-rays to look for free air or other signs of perforation. Also have a surgeon available, obviously. Now moving forward, I kind of want to talk a little bit about putting an NG tube in for diagnostic saline lavage. Now again, as I mentioned earlier, most of the time, babies that threw up blood are going to A, look well, and B, have a cause that is readily apparent on history. So ultimately, you don't really need to drop an NG tube into them just to figure out if they vomited blood. Because if their history suggests they did, and you saw it, well, they vomited blood. Obviously, the unstable infant with a belly full of blood benefits from an NG tube. So NG saline lavage is not warranted just for streaks of red blood or a single episode. It can help you confirm the rate and level of bleeding, but it does not halt or control hemorrhage. That's where treating coagulopathy and leveraging the experience of gastroenterologists comes in handy. So here's how you would do it. So 50 mLs of saline per lavage is appropriate for infants. You would use double that or four times that for older children. So instill 50 mLs of saline into the stomach, wait five, 10 minutes, and then pull it out. If you see red flecks or coffee grounds, that's a low rate of bleeding. If you see bright red blood, that could indicate a faster rate of bleeding. So if you see a lot of blood, you can repeat the lavage in five to 10 minutes. If you see bright red blood again, this is doubly concerning that you've got a faster rate of bleeding. You don't need to do this every five to 10 minutes. Again, this is mostly for diagnostic suspicion. Afterwards, you wanna leave the NG tube to low wall suction to reduce the irritative effect of gastric blood, which makes you vomit. And in the unstable patient, vomiting can go in your lungs, and that is bad. So in summary, all of you will see at some point in your work in your clinic or the emergency department a baby who threw up blood. The vast majority of these infants are gonna look very well. The key is taking a good history, and especially if the baby is breastfeeding, making sure you examine the mom. The unstable patient needs resuscitation first and diagnosis second. Be suspicious for and correct coagulopathy in babies that were born at home and did not receive vitamin K because hemorrhagic disease of the newborn is very bad. Ultimately though, your job in the pediatric emergency department is going to be focused on providing reassurance. Remember, the parent who brings their baby in after throwing up blood is incredibly scared that something serious is going on. Even if you don't know precisely why it happened, you can help them understand why it did not happen. Knowing that it's not necrotizing enterocolitis, or a serious infection helps parents feel reassured and also allows them to follow symptoms closely at home as they align with their primary care physician and follow-up. Well, that's all I've got on hematemesis in the newborn. Check out more great educational content on PEMblog.com. Find me on Twitter at PEMtweets, as well as on Facebook and other social media sites. Leave a review on iTunes. It helps. See you next time. For PEM Currents, this is Brad Soboleski.